This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. Look, I'm here with my guys, Chris Gotti, Don De Niro, and we giving them the business, man. Yes, 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 we're back, we're back, we're back. You know what I'm saying? This is Chris Gotti Lorenzo and my partner, as always, Don De Niro. It's the money for the gringos. Que hola. hola. Yeah, yeah. You know, we do it for the black and brown in That's here. That's exactly. what it's all about. We have an incredible guest. You know what? I need to get exactly how you want to be announced. I know Matt, but you're the mortgage guy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know, is the, how would you want to be pronounced then? Um, I mean, I'm going to just do my intro, man. I would tell people this is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. Um, Ooh, wait, the sounds mortgage like you guy. locked up with those numbers. Yo, that's the, that's yo. the license number. You yeah, know? I, I got I I I I I to say sing, sing. Yo, see what you said, but it's a jail number, yeah. too. Like yeah, a, I see that. Everybody in jail, what's your yeah. number? They got, you got to recite yeah. that number. But I know yeah. I have a license. I'm yeah. an insurance broker. Absolutely. So I have my insurance license, and, and you, you know. And you got to, you know, from me. I don't know my number off the top of my head. You know what? That shit isn't better than me because from a compliance standpoint, when you technically acting as a loan officer. So in my world, when, you, when you're having conversations, the regulations say, if I'm talking about a loan, it could just be casual conversations. I'm acting as a loan That's officer. Right. And if I don't identify myself, then they can find me. Oof. So I'm so... Especially we look with cameras sure. and everything like that. Nah, they always watching. I streets see. are always watching. Always, you're protecting so, yourself. Oh, 100 percent. Because I, I want to be do. able to talk freely, without no hesitation. Because a lot of people in my industry and in my field, they don't like to get on cameras. They don't like. Well, they're starting to now because they right. see me. Right. But they don't. They still hold things back. Man, I let it all go. No, I appreciate it. That's great information for all you out there. Yeah. This is what this podcast is about, bringing mm -hmm. you business and giving you, and I want to thank you again for coming in. Nah, thank y'all for having me, man, you know for saying? real. I'm going to shout out before we even get started, Earn Your Leisure and shout all the phenomenal them. things yes. that are going on with them and how they're moving. I'm so proud of those guys, yes. all of them, you know what I mean? And yes. you included because you are an integral part of that. Absolutely. And uh, again, it's just mm. a blessing to see uh, us doing it. Yeah, man. We was just talking off here, but I don't want to bring that up on. <laughs> right. You know, if anyone comes with any of that salt, yeah, any of that no funny salt talk, No, 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 no. No salt allowed. I'm not letting it happen. Nah, look, shout, shout out to Rashad, Troy, Mike, our other partner, man, um, the whole EYL movement. That's why yes. I say y'all going to keep the jacket on because we, yeah. we, we got to keep the shield Ooh, you know, front and center. You know, we got to stay brand ready. Yes, at, yes. At all times. All times. You know Make sure y'all support all the brands, you know what I'm saying? Like Adventure Music and you could get all of the brands. We have all the merch on there. You could pick it Nobody up. Know. Please support. Please do. You know keep in connection, 717. Come get okay, you. Gotta do. Support black and brown businesses. Absolutely. Important. Absolutely, we Very work important. hard for that. Oh, of course. So let me add, let me go back. Let me get started with you. With the first question is, when did you start in the mortgage business? Yeah, what made you want to go into this area? Oh man, and when I didn't know I wanted to go into this area. Yeah, um, I, like I, most I, of us, we didn't know what we wanted. I had no clue, right? You don't go to school saying, "Hey, you want to be a loan officer." I cheat. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, so when I got into the business, and God's honest truth, I just got laid off from TSA. So I was one of the first classes of people that was hired after 9/11 mm. for TSA, mm. and within the first year, I got laid off because of quote unquote budget cuts. Right. So my best friend, who's now a pastor, he hit me up one day. I was in a little rut. He was like, "Yo." 
you should look in the paper. You should be a loan officer. I'm like, a loan officer? What the fuck is a loan officer? He said, you know, when people need to buy a house, they go to What's the loan officer. What's the name officer. of your friend? My man Phil, man. My Phil, man. shout out Phil. Shout out to shout my out man Phil. You done changed the game, boy. You don't even know. <laughs> no, he, definitely, he, definitely, he definitely did. He definitely did. Shout out to my yeah. brother Phil. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he, um, Queens get the money, man. Oh, okay. Um, so shout out Queens. Shout Hollis. out Queens. He's from Hollis, too. Shout uh, out, shout out my less. bro. So, with that, I looked in the paper and I saw all these jobs because I used to always do customer service, car sales, things of that nature. And I'm like, oh, okay, loan officer. So I just picked up the paper. And this is before you can go on the internet. Right, no, and, 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 and like go that's on the paper with the big thing with all you the jobs. You know, the, the daily news, right? Or the Newsday. Yeah. They always had the job section. Yeah. So you got to go. Especially on there. Sunday. I was the thickest one for Exa- the week. Exactly. And it was probably the weekend when I, yeah. when I probably did this too. And next thing I know, I went on three job interviews. I got hired by all three. I just chose what I thought was the best option. Was it a commission job? So I'll tell you this. It was the the company that I picked. They're no longer in business today. But I thank God that I picked them because they had a training program. Mm. And they paid you, at this time, minimum wage, I think, was $10 an hour. Okay. So they paid me $10 an hour. I had to work 40 hours a week for six weeks. And they taught me the mortgage business in six weeks. Okay. And in order for me to um, get on a sales floor, I had to pass their class. And okay. then once I passed the class, then that's, that $10 an hour went away. And then it was only commission based. It was based. 100% commission based. If you don't go out there and kill. You eat what you kill. <laughs> exactly. Ha! Predator. Yeah. Right? So Savage. savage. And that's how I was taught right. is to be a savage. So I came in the game 2003, you know, 20 years. 20 years ago, and this was the wild cowboy day. This was the height of the wild cowboy days. I mean, the days when you needed a pulse and you can get a loan. So it was hard at first because I still didn't really understand the mechanics. But once I got on that, I'm a talker. You know what I'm saying? So once you teach me, like, what the rebuttal should be, Mm -hmm. if someone says this, like, all right, bet. Now it's like, it's like, look, I look at everything. Sales is like trying to highlight a beautiful woman. Right, so if a girl, you're gonna go holla at her. Hello. Exactly. You know, you know, there's <laughs> gonna be some resistance, right? <laughs> so if you if you trying to holla at something, you gotta have you gotta be quick on your feet. Yeah. Right. Sales is the same thing. So I just took what I knew as being a guy who loved women. I ain't got sure. no game. I'm like, wait, Aki, what's up? This is quick to it. I mad at that, but that's that's essentially how I got into the business and. And I never look back, you know. It's just been my bread and butter ever since. You know, the commission-based businesses is... Um, Do you remember... I don't I, mean to stop I, you real quick, but uh-huh. do you remember your first deal? Because it had to of be... Of course, I know That first does. deal had mm-hmm. to be like, oh, the first check, you know, that you... Yeah, yeah. Do you remember 100%. how much it was or, or how long... You know what I'm saying? Because I just want to ask, because that's so, important. That's what keeps you going. So like, oh, I, shit, I'll tell you this. work paid off. I didn't get paid, so after... This is a crazy story. So I got on the sales floor. I started talking to everybody around me like, yo, what you get paid? What you get paid? What you get paid? At the time, I was making 35%. All these motherfuckers was making like 60 to 80%. So I'm like, yo, how am I getting the short end of the stick? Yeah. So I went to the manager and said, yo, I need to get at least 50, 50% because you got me at 35. They wouldn't give it to me. I quit. I right. found another company. I negotiated 50%. Mm. You. Then I spoke to the other people. They're like, yo, we getting 80, 90%. I stayed there for two weeks and I and they went and I quit that. So my wow. first three months, I hopped around to three different companies till I got a percentage 
that you were cool. That with. I felt like I was worth. But why were they keeping you so low? Because I was a rookie. Oh, I was a no, rookie. You didn't have no closings. I, didn't, I didn't close no deal yet. Yeah, so like, they're not going to pay I, I you had, until you I had the audacity that. to believe in myself from the very beginning that, like, yo, I know what I'm worth, so you're not gonna, I'm not going to sit here and do that. I'm not going to get hung up on my every day, all day. Again, commission-based commission businesses. Uh, again, I went in from when I got my insurance license, uh -huh. it's commission. Um, and um, we do life and health, property and casualty, but I did the property and casualty side through the company and their umbrella license, right? Uh -huh. But um, I would still get a percentage. So let's say property and casualty, you could get up to 40% or 20%. And I was 50-50 with the company. So whatever it was, we was sharing it. When it came to life and health, it was a big difference. For life insurance, my first client was a billionaire. Mm. Uh, Israel Englander, shout out Izzy, my man. Don't. Still one of my clients and dear friend, one of my mentors actually. And Izzy told me, go get as much insurance on me as possible. But he did it almost as a fluke. Mm. This is my first client. So I go back to the office. I'm like, yo, we got to get insurance for this guy. And they look him up. They go crazy. They're dancing in the yeah, office. I'm yeah. like, I don't really know what's going on. But they couldn't get insurance in normal, traditional, let's say, markets, right? Mm. Because he was fully insured already. He didn't tell me that. He was kind of just almost joking with me. Like, get as much as you want. We ended up finding about $114 million of insurance, wow. life insurance. And which term I made? policy, life on insurance. On a term too? On a 60-plus-year-old man. And which I made, 4 or 5% off that? No, no, more than that. You know, you, you know, life insurance. So if you had to pay $100,000 for, let's say, $10 million, 95% uh -huh. of that is commission. <laughs> that first hundred thousand, ninety five thousand comes to us. My first trade, I made over half a million dollars. It's crazy, and, and that's what got me hooked. That's crazy, right? And that's what got me hooked from that side of business. But it's again, that was a, a special client. That yeah. was a one of one type of absolutely. Deal. And it, and, and, and when you do other business, like I do uh, employee benefits, it's residual. Yeah, it's residual. Is there a residual part of the mortgage? Nah, there's no residual. Like meaning, it could be residual, like. You're, you're well, a thirty-year mortgage. Are you getting paid for those thirty nah. years? So you don't get paid every time someone makes a mortgage payment. So, or okay. it's not like insurance where your annual renewals yeah. you make money. Yes. Mortgage is different. It's you get your fee one, one time. Shot. So to answer your question, my first deal I probably made like five grand. It was probably a regular three hundred thousand dollar crib in Long Island or somewhere, sure. right? Um, but my first year I probably made like sixty thousand. My second year I made one hundred and fifty. My third year I made like almost three hundred thousand. You know what I want you to explain real quick because I know we throw it out there. What's a mortgage? Most people what's a they don't understand. A mortgage. No, we're talking mortgage, mortgage, and yeah. let's talk to a fifth grader who does watching. What's yeah. a mortgage? Good question. So a mortgage is debt, essentially, and it's a loan for you to. I like to say it's a loan, a loan for you to build wealth, right? But it's a loan. Essentially, you can buy a, a house to live in or buy investment properties if you want to invest and become a landlord. Um, but the so I find a property, it's X amount, say it's $100. Correct. Say it's $100. Oh, use it. real numbers. Say it's a half a million dollars. Yeah, so if it's a, it's a half a million dollar loan. I right? have 50000 down, whatever. There's different programs. But let's say, so you're going to lend me whatever I need to buy the property. Depends on what you qualify for. What okay, bank right? do you work for? Do you so, work for a financial so institution? So I, wor I work for a bank based in Long Island. I'm not going to mention them because I don't pump them at all. Okay. Right? Um, but I work for a bank. I run my own division of, a, of the, the mortgage company. I have my own team, processors, assistants, loan officers that work underneath me. Okay. And to answer your question, we lend based off of what you can qualify for. So a first-time homebuyer... 
You have programs out there like FHA, you can put down as little as 3.5%. You have conventional loans where you can put down as little as 3% if you qualify for these first-time homebuyer programs, which are income-restricting. You can't make over a certain amount of money. Mm. Um, But if you don't qualify for that, you have to put down a minimum of 5%. And now this is if you're buying a single family. If you're buying a multifamily with a conventional loan, it could be anywhere from 5 to 20%. If it's a primary residence with FHA, if you buy in a one family or four family, it's three point five percent, but it has to be a primary residence for at least one year, mm. right? And minimum credit score with FHA is five eighty, with conventionals is six twenty. So it just really depends on how much that person can qualify for, because it's all about your debt to income ratio, right? How- Aren't there programs like like people uh, uh, if you've been paying your rent for the last two or three years, x amount of dollars? Do they qualify or they have to show also proof of income? It's like all, it's all it's kind all, of different. Nah, so it's all about your income, the debt to income ratio, right? So what's what's the minimum payments that you pay in your credit report, right? So from your car loan, student loans, credit cards, things of that nature, what's the minimum payment? And then how much is your income? So let's give, let me give you an example, right? Let's just say you make $10,000 a month, gross. 120 grand. 120 grand a year. You want to buy a $500,000 house. Right. Let's just say that payment is four thousand dollars a month for that with the property with the taxes and everything like that for the property. So the bank will say your debt to income can't exceed fifty percent of your gross, meaning five thousand dollars. So if you have a car loan, student loans, and let's just say they all come up to eight hundred dollars a month. So now with the mortgage, that's forty eight hundred dollars. So you're right you're right underneath that threshold. Close. So you're close though. Because remember, we're qualifying you off your gross. That's not your take-home. Your net is what you take home after after your taxes. So your $10,000 gross is really probably like $6,500. But in the real world, if you're sitting here have $5,000 a month worth of bills that we see on a credit report, right? Remember, that's not your utilities. That's not your car insurance. If you got kids, that's not your child care. Right. That's, that's not, not your, your side piece. That's not your side piece. <laughs> that's not your tricking <laughs> money. <laughs> that's not the brunch on Sunday money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's none of that. So you what so if? you can't take, you got to take all that into consideration yeah, when you're out yeah. here buying property because you don't want to foreclose. This is great. Uh, what if you're a company? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I love it. And you're just generating revenue through the company, Adventure Music, and mm-hmm. generating, say, again, 15000 every month. Okay. Um, can Adventures do the same thing as a person? Can Absol- buy, yeah, absolutely. Can, can, absolutely. Can, 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 you can you buy it? an LLC? Absolutely. 100000% It doesn't have to be an LLC. So if you want to buy it in your personal name. And no, you, not in the personal name. You want to buy it in the company name. Be incorporate LLC, doesn't matter. It could be a corporation or LLC. Yeah, it doesn't have to. Doesn't be. Matter. I just want to say that it doesn't. So have to there's be a couple of different ways we want to we want to structure this, right? First of all, I want to put it into your. If you're buying a property as an investment property, let's call it like that, right? Because typically, when you buy homes and LLCs, it's for investment purposes. Okay. I wouldn't use your your business that's generating the income. We don't care if it's a brand new LLC. So you can start an LLC one two three Main Street today. And you can go and get, and you find a property that's cash flowing. As long as it's cash flowing, that property can get approved for financing with that brand new LLC. And that LLC doesn't need established credit. It doesn't need a business credit score. It could be brand spanking new as that's long as that property. Because you mentioned credit score. How does that work if it's a company? So if it's a company, what we're going to do from a lender side, since you're the owner of the LLC, we're going to look at your credit because you're going to personal guarantee it, mm-hmm. right? But you're not, the mortgage 
would never be in your personal name. It will always go in that business it name. It wouldn't affect my personal credit. Not at all. It won't affect your personal credit. As long as you have over 620 credit score, Chris, then you're good. Then now, if that property's cash flowing, you can put that property in that LLC, that brand new LLC, right? And now you're clean. As long as you got the capital to close, the bank does is not really going to care where that money came from, too, at the same time. Sure. Right? So that's how majority of my business is investors, you know, and that's how we structure the deals. It's no paperwork. So from you as the owner, I don't need your tax returns. I don't need your pay stubs. It's in the company. It's in a, if it's in a company name. I don't need none of that. So the, 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 the property is the asset. That's the, what's, the that's property. what you're basing the hate. Exactly. It's, uh, it's, exactly. So if, 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 it's, if it's cash flowing, buying investment properties is actually easier than buying a primary residence. Yeah. Okay. Right? So if you're buying a primary residence in your personal name, the bank, we're going to want your credit score, your blood type, everything, your yeah, firstborn. Everything. <laughs> we want your documents. Pay stubs, sis, dad, buy your bank statements. We want everything under the blue sun, right? right. Because that's prom that's what crashed the market back in the day is the subprime crisis and people being able to buy all these homes and not really have an ability to pay it back. And it was all done in people's personal name, right? Now we changed the game. We over-regulated the, the, the conventional market. Sure. Right? The trip, the traditional home buyer, that, that market is overregulated, but it's still a great market to be sure. in. But now, from an investor standpoint, if you got the money, the world is yours. You can buy whatever the hell you want to buy. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Let me ask a question. With that being said, in your opinion, mm -hmm. do you recommend it being in a company versus a personal name? Is it more advantages or disadvantages? It's pros and cons to everything in life. Sure. Right. Um, I think one of the cons is, especially in our communities, right? Let's just keep it real. People don't have the money. Right. So most people want to go the FHA route and house hack and because get and get the get the probably lower rates. Lower rates. No money get, down sometimes. No right? money down because you can do down payment assistance, closing cost assistance. You know what I mean? And you, you do that. When someone comes to you, you handle all of those Absolutely. things. Absolutely. We can take them from A to Z. Is that know, like so. for any agent? Is that the same thing? For agents, yeah, yeah. So with agents, we work with agents all the time, and sure. and when they send us clients, we make or sure. Or loan we, officers, same. Either know. which way, from a agent, a loan officer, I, I get referrals from loan officers all the time that can't do a deal, and they send it to me, and I'm like, all right, let me let me structure this the right way. And, and I get it's it all about structuring the deal, right? All Understanding, about structuring because that in the long run, that's what can make or break the customer, right? Where they turn hundred percent. Because right now, let me ask you a question: What's about to happen? If I'm not mistaken, many people. Or properties that were overpriced mm -hmm. in that whole COVID situation, and a lot of these prices coming down, where a lot of people are going to lose their coming up. Like there's going to be a lot of foreclosures. A lot of there's a lot of business that was done when these properties were two x and three x. And when you're going to Miami buying a property that was four hundred fifty, now it's seven fifty, eight fifty. What's going? What's happening now with those mortgages in those situations? So I'm on the other side of the fence. I don't think the market's going to crash at all, okay. personally, right? And it's because of the regulations that we have in place right now. Um, it's, this is a different market compared to 2008, where we had a lot of underlying factors where people couldn't afford to buy those homes. Right now, we're in a situation, again, it's an over-regulated market. So people, if you brought at the height of the market, they had to go through a qualification process that was very mm. strenuous. And you have to understand, I think over 50% of America 
has at least 35, 40% equity. Even right now, today, as we speak, with there's the house, money in the house. There's too much money in the house. See, it's all are supply people borrowing, demand. Are they borrowing off of that now, too? 100%. Okay. Right? Think about it, right? If you got 200, if you bought, like you say, you owned the house from 2019 and you paid 400000 from it, and in the last three years, your shit went up 60%. In, in value, you gonna let that money sit there? Right. No, no you gonna get it. You gonna take that money and you gonna you gonna and make more money. It was just money. the opposite, in a way. It was the opposite. Completely. Because no, the bubble burst. Yeah, yeah. You might have bought a million dollar house in Vegas. That's where Vegas was getting destroyed. Yeah, but there's prices right now in Florida. There's people that bought houses when they came down here. They were overselling the houses. So they bought a house that might have been in a normal market five hundred. They overpaid. They paid seven hundred for it. Now everything's trying to line up. So what they're telling me in Florida is a lot of these houses that they bought at seven, they, people so trying to sell them and they can't sell them for seven. It's, right. not, yeah. it's not worth they, it. They it's, sell it's, them it's, for five fifty, six hundred. That's what I mean. That's what so, happened in Vegas. So, right. so that's, that, look, we all That's kind of happening also now in certain places, right? Certain places, but not at the same levels as it was that 12, day. 13 years ago. You got to understand, in 2009, 2008, there was 2.9 million foreclosures. In 2010, it was 2.8 million foreclosures. Right. 2011, it was 2.6 million foreclosures. You know how many foreclosures happened last year? Under 300,000. Wow. Right? And what's the forecast for this year? Not that many. <laughs> under under half a million. It's okay. a drop in the bucket, right? Because Compared to back then when you compare it's a, it's it, I a, see. It's a drop in the bucket, right? It's, it was the supply and demand. There was nine, 10 months of inventory in the market too at that time when you have all those foreclosures hitting the market. Right now, you have less than three months of inventory in the market. And even though so it's a seller's market now, or it's, it's, still, it's been a seller's market for the past five years before even what I like to call the pandemic years. This wasn't a pandemic; it was a pandemic, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that money. It was. It was it's a time. It was a time to get money, and everybody got money. Yeah. Right. Whether you was getting PPP money, whether you was right, right. a lot of money injected in, into the economy. Whether right. you were stocks and options, but you have to understand that people who own property right now, even if they're upside down, they still have. Employment, employment, unemployment is still what three point six percent, something like that. Three point seven. That's very low. This is like a unicorn that's happening right now over the last the past three years, four years. Right now, we're not supposed to be at low unemployment right now. We're not supposed to still. Last year, the market still appreciated ten percent. That's mm. not normal, right? In the in the past sixty years, fellas. Homes have appreciated on average annually 4.5% every single year in the year past 60 years. Year. year over year. In the past 30 years. That's homes, compound interest. People. Compound interest. But <laughs> check this out. This Check out this compound interest. In the past 30 years, if you was a homeowner and, and you kept your house, you would have gained on average 290% equity wow. in your property. Sure. That, that compounded interest, right? Wow. So real estate will and always be one of the best investment classes out there. Right now, there's $21 trillion worth of equity in real estate. In equity right now in real estate, making it the largest wealth class in America right now on top of stocks, bonds, f futures. I need a loan. Everything. <laughs> right? We need to find some property and flip so, it. So will there always be casualties at war? Hell yeah. Will yeah. there always be foreclosures? Of will course. there always be short sales? Absolutely. But will there be... People go through hardships. That's just what life is. Things happen in life. And things right? happen. Everyone's not going to stay st stable enough to maintain and they're going to lose things and that's just natural. Well, it's just it's, the ups it's, and downs. And life, what bro. you were saying to me off, off record, you said look to your left. <laughs> look to your left, bad things are coming. Look to your right, right. good things are coming. 
gentlemen, stay focused, young man. Stay, stay, stay focused. focused. <laughs> right? So that's all for what I try to tell my people is this. Look, we can't worry about things we can't control. Right. Look, my jacket says Proverbs 12, 11, right? Those who work their land will have abundant food. And those who chase fantasies, right, are fools, basically. Right. Yeah. Right? I'm working my land. I don't care what's going on in the market. I can't control you that. You know what you got, and you're just doing what Dude, you do. Dude, you call me, you say, you're mad. I need your hair. Look, I'm controlling my land. I'm going to come here, and I'm going to get yes. on this pod, and I'm going to talk my talk, and we're going to have a good conversation because I'm working my land. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, God, he called? Nah. Yeah. Yo, no, this is a yo I got to push you back because yes, I got to work. I got to work my land, and that's what we all have to do. Like, we all got the same 24 hours. We all bleed the same thing. That's right. So I can't sit here and worry about if the market crash, if this happens, no. What are the productive activities that I'm yeah, doing control every what single you day? Control. I control what I control, and I control what I view every day. I control what I think and every day. You strategize as the day goes on. Hey, this is going here. We you make adjustments yeah. accordingly, right? But we are predators. So, got to so be a predator. Got to be a predator. If you eat what you kill, you got to be a predator. Got to be a predator. Facts. So you're, you're, you're in the industry now how long? 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. Man, 20 years in time, uh, in this interim of 20 years, when did you meet up with Earn Your Leisure? <laughs> Good question. Um, 2008, so Rashad, shout out to my brother Shadi. So Rashad, Rashad is- I call him Jesus. <laughs> I call him the Rizzo. And he's, he, I call him Jesus and Troy is Moses. Moses. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Troy. Yeah. So I met, I met Rashad- um, around the same time I met Envy, right? Um, but it was in the DM. I, I was on my Explorer page. I used to always see um, these clips of like prominent black, brown people in in, in power talking financial lists like Magic yes. Johnson, Shaq. Mm. And it would always be with a nice caption and like the headline. And I used to always see this watermark at Rashad Bilal. Yeah. So one day I said, who the fuck is this Rashad Bilal guy, <laughs> right? So I go to the page, and he had 9,000 followers, Chris. Yeah. But then I would look at the, the caption. I'm like, damn, he's giving a whole lesson in the caption. And then I would look at the comments, and it was like 5,000 comments. So I'm like, wait a minute. How does he have 5,000 comments and only 9,000 followers? Oh. Like, this is insane. Yeah. Then I'm going to read the comments, and it's lessons from the audience. They're just engaging. I yes. said, nah, this brother got the shade room of financial literacy right here. Yeah. So one day I just happened to look in his bio and I saw that he was a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. He does insurance. He does insurance. I met him because of insurance. And then we we met a couple of times, but the first time is through insurance. But that's what I saw, Chris. And, but I looked, at, then I said, wait a minute, hold on. Let me look at his whole page. And nothing on his page, what he was posting was selling insurance products. Right. He was just giving game. Just giving game. So I say, yo, he's black insurance financial advisor based in new york i'm a loan officer based in new york let me call let me reach out to him dm him right so i dm'd him so y'all love what you do blah 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 blah. so yeah we should do business because i'm a loan officer i got clients let me send you some clients so we got on the call spoke for like 45 minutes to an hour the synergy was there i wound up sending him like 20 clients you know in a less than a 45 day time frame and probably half of them rolled to over money to do insurance financial planning they all started rolling money over with him Nice. Right? And then one day he calls me. He's like, yo, what do you want? I said, what are you talking about? He's like, yo, you know, a lot of your clients been coming to me and been rolling over money with my firm. What do you want? That check, homie. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm only nah. kidding. You, but you know what I said what I want? I said, teach me what the hell you're doing. 
because you're up to something. I don't know what it is right now. Right. But you're up to something that I can't put my finger on. Teach me how to get this type of engagement. He just yeah. he just started dying laughing. He said, oh, you're paying attention. I said, yep. What are you doing? Yeah. Now, mind you, I'm old. I'm 44 years old. Sure. Shadi's younger, right? So I'm not afraid to Lucky learn. Him. <laughs> Lucky bastards, yeah, there's, right? There's, there's a saying that says the little one can teach the big one. That's a fact. And, and in this case... He's taller. He's like seven foot. You yeah. know what I mean? So but he's like a little big bro, yeah. right? So he he gave me some game, and I said, "Damn, this is brilliant," and I and I applied it, and then we just started building our relationship from there, and then we wound up becoming business partners, and you know now EYL University, InvestFest, you know real estate expo tours, and so many other things that we do together. It's unbelievable. You know, it's been. I mean, this was two thousand and eighteen, right? So, and then. Yeah, you know, the whole the whole thing was happening with Earn Your Leisure is just incredible. It is. Right? Because if you would have told me five years ago I would be sitting with Chris Gotti, <laughs> yeah. sitting here doing a podcast, yeah. like, nah, you're bugging. You're out your mind. I don't podcast. Like, I'm closing loans. Right. I'm closing deals. This is what I the do. The game has changed. Nah, the game has definitely the, changed The game forever. is content I could now. never go back. Why would I? It's a new world. I don't now. go back because I go forward. I go that's forward. Because I think that's what you guys have been able to do at EYL is, is create incredible content that the culture can understand. And you guys are educating and empowering. When I say the culture, I say the hip-hop culture. Let's be mm -hmm. honest. When, you, when I see you guys, I see hip-hop. And that's what makes it so incredible is to say, ah, it's kind of like when the first time you see one of your own playing basketball or whatever, so you're like, yo, you know, I do I do speaking engagements. And one of the things that, that is, to me, that was gangster. Being smart is gangster. Yeah, yeah. We need to start changing this narrative. Of, you know what I'm cool. saying? Like, yeah. being smart is gangster. Yeah. You feel me? Uh, understanding the mortgage game is gangster. That's Graduating right. from college. Like all these things that kind of, you know. It used know. to be looked at as a square. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, you know that shit saying? is gangster. Nah, that's that's, cool. this is, this like, is that's the real what's cool. happening yeah. now. Me and Chris are out there. We're constantly with the people. And it's like,